Who wants, Daddy, who wants a pot of coffee? I just make coffee. You want a cup of coffee? Sure, there you go. Who wants coffee? Anybody else want coffee? Who wants coffee? And now, it's time for the man with the caffeine. The new tropics for the brain. It's Coffee with Mike. Hang in, hang tight, grab your cup, and let's get this thing started. Hey everybody, welcome back to Java Chat. Uh, Coffee with Mike here, and today I get to sit with somebody who's a specialist in another part of the marketing realm, um, which is public speaking. Um, I've, I've had other guests that talk about it, but I've never had a guest that actually does it. And so today I get to talk with Ronnie Labor. Ronnie, thanks for coming and sharing some time with us on Java Chat. Thank you, Mike. I'm very happy to be here with you. And I'm absolutely thrilled. Yeah, so are we, trust me. Um, me and the crew were kind of talking about this actually before, uh, before we got this rolling. We're just like, this ought to be really interesting because speaking live or, or um, being a speaker, there, there are a few gurus here in the States that are, are you know, follow my system and you can become a great speaker, so on and so forth. You don't really see a lot of people doing it. And what most people don't realize is that public speaking is actually a very ne necessary part of uh, business because if nobody's talking, nobody's listening, nobody's buying. Is that pretty fair assessment? It's pretty fair to say that. And, and I'm gonna tell you, not just speaking per se, but also the use of your voice. Like it's something that we do every day in every conversation. And but so many of us actually train our voice and train our way to you know, our ability to speak. And it's so important because everything you do and also, for example, in, in any job that you are and how much you're getting paid, all of that depends on how well you are as a communicator. Yeah. And I mean, this has a huge upside to, to actually be a great communicator. Absolutely. Most leaders are actually very good communicators. So first section of our show, we always like to talk about who are you, where you're from, and how did you, how did you get to where you are today? So take us back. Take us back to the days when little Ronnie was, <laughs> was, was just getting her in, in, in his hands into things. Um, how, how did that start? You know, where are you from? And Because you know, I'm sure some people are going to get a kick out of where, you are, where you're actually at right now. Well, I'm at and also I'm from here. I'm from Vienna, Austria, in the center, the heart of Europe. And well, I, I grew up here as well. And, and also how I actually got to where I am today, I think basically it started with one simple question. And the question that I actually was asking myself is, Hey, um, after I got done with my studies, I studied at university, I studied sports and also start, studied economics. And that's an interesting that, mix. Uh, no, it was actually two different studies. So it yeah. Was, I, oh, okay. I was going to say, how do you do that at the same time? <laughs> no, no, it was two different universities even like I, uh, I studied economics and then I thought, Hey, sports, I love to do sports. That would be interesting. And so I just started to do that out of a passion. Cool. And the amazing thing was that actually amazing that I just asked myself that afterwards was, Hey, what do you want to do now with your, um, well, I mean, now that you're done with university or basically that you're getting done in, in a few months, like, what do you want to do now? Because I was always working next to my studies. And, and so, um, but I also knew that this is kind of like my experimental time, like my game, my play time where I'm just like, trying different things and, and I did uh, for example work in sales for a few years I did door-to-door -door sales uh, wow. I was in 3,000 people's homes and it was very very fascinating and interesting as long as the learning curve was high I thought wow that's fantastic but then there came a time and I thought okay now I've been there done that what's next and then I, I actually was teaching people for some years. I was actually, uh, during my university studies, I was teaching unemployed people for several years. And that was also a fascinating learning and also how to do that and how to, how to actually um, pass on knowledge and content. And, but I also knew, okay, this is at least not in this field. I don't want to stay like working with unemployed people. Right. right. So what, what do I want to do? 
and I was always interested in mm. many things. And I'm sure that uh, your listeners, that there are quite a few out there that are also interested in various things. Oh yeah. And like, oh, this sounds interesting, or well, this could be interesting, or maybe I could do this. Yeah. And, and so there are a lot of possibilities. But the question was, okay, what is it that I really want to do that not just after one, two years when the learning curve is gone that I'm like, okay, what's next? Like, what is it that I really, really, really want to dive deep into? Because I also knew that in order to actually to get paid, in order to, to move ahead and, and to, to create something, I needed to do something, like I needed to be an expert in something. Yeah. I needed to stand for something. <clears throat> Because I also knew that if you just know a little bit of that, a little bit of that, a little bit of that, and like from different areas, then maybe you are a good candidate for who wants to be a millionaire, uh, but you're not going to be like, nobody's going to pay you for that, no company. And so I thought, well, okay, so what do you want to be an expert in? And then the next thought was, how about being an expert in, in something that I'm really passionate about? Hmm. That sounds great, but what is that? Yeah, like, right. what am I passionate about? Yeah, like, uh, exactly. I really mean passion, not just interested. There's mm -hmm. a big difference between oh, yeah. being interested in something or being passionate about something. Mm -hmm. Because passionate, where you really have to fire burning, where you know, whatever happens, you're also gonna do this. Basically, you would do this for free because you love doing it. Yeah. And, and and when you do something that you're passionate about, you're gonna get better automatically. Mm -hmm. Because it's something that, that juices you up that, and, and you're just going to love doing it. Yep. And then, and, and I was actually, when I was thinking about that, I was, let's take the money game out of the equation right now for a moment. Let's, let's not worry about, can I earn money in this field? Let's first worry about, or think about what is it that I'm passionate about? Yeah. And, and then figure out the money thing later. Sure. And so, because I also thought, if I know what I'm passionate about, I'm going to be good at it and not just good at it because I'm going to grow. I'm going to naturally grow. I'm going to get better at it. <clears throat> and if you're the best in something, or if you're the best in the world in something, there is always going to be a way to get paid. Sure. And, and so then, but well, okay, but what is it? You're still at the what? <laughs> yeah. I, I still didn't know what the what is. <laughs> so I thought, okay, great. So I started asking myself some questions. I started asking myself questions like, and then I did that the process for weeks and months, to be mm. honest. Mm. It was back mm. in 2008. And I, I was asking myself, well, okay, what do I love to do in my spare time? Um, what, uh, or uh, yeah, what do you love to do in your spare time? What do you, what did you already, when you were a kid, um, focus on? Like, what did you, what engaged you? What is juicing you up also when i was a little kid what actually what what was juicing me what do you talk with your friends about what do you spend your money on right all those questions i kept asking myself over and over again and basically it always came back to the same answers and, and i did this for weeks and months and it always came back to even back then when i was a little kid I was already amazed by events that bring the whole world together. Events like Olympic games, like mm -hmm. soccer world cup, mm -hmm. or like, for example, if you go to, to a concert oh, yeah. and, and you're there and you're totally in it, you're totally focused on what's going on yep. and you just love being there. You just like, you just juiced and you're, you're in the zone. Oh, yeah. I thought, wow, that's that's <clears throat> beautiful. I would love to do something like that. Or like, I would love to work in an environment like that. Mm. I didn't even know what, but I was <laughs> like, okay, I, I want to do something in that environment. And and nobody back then was talking about, or I didn't have in my mind to be a host, to be a speaker, to be in entertainment in any kind of way, because right. like, who does that? That was not in my box of thinking. Right. I mean, I studied economics. I studied yeah. sports. I didn't study how to how to be a great presenter or a great talker or something. Mm -hmm. And well, but, and, and so I, the moment I had my why, I had my drive, I had my passion, like to, to work in an environment where, where people come together and where the whole world comes together, then I thought, okay, 
what could I do? And initially I thought, well, maybe something like um, maybe sports marketing or sports management or something like that. Sure, sure. That could be fun. Yeah, absolutely. And then somehow um, also around that time frame, um, a professional soccer team from Vienna actually uh, approached me because they were looking for somebody for their youth teams once a month um, on a Saturday afternoon just to host like uh, one or two games for a little bit of wilt money of their, sure. of their youth teams sure. Sure. Um, to do some announcements, to play some music. And I thought, yeah, sure, that's fun. Like uh, it was just for fun. Sure. And one year later in 2009, I actually... Um, that was a fun story, actually, to be honest. It was on the 25th of June, 2009. Right. I'm sure you remember the day. It was the day when Michael Jackson died. Oh, wow. And so I'm sure you remember when, when that was, or where I, you were. I, I, I do I do now. Yeah, now that now that you mentioned what the date is. Yes, I do. Yeah, and I, I remember exactly as well. And I mean, I was there that I was on that. It was nighttime, our time, and I was on, on a university party. And I remember... I left at like 5.15 in the morning. The sun was already up. And a colleague of mine who was working at a professional uh, ice hockey team in Vienna at the time, and I was, uh, when we were walking out, we left at the same time. And I was like, hey, I mean, you know how it is, like five o'clock in the morning. And, and like, hey, do you, are you by any chance looking for a new stadium host at the hockey team? And she was like, I have no idea. I'm going to ask. <laughs> calling me and she's like, Hey, you know what? We're looking for somebody. <laughs> I was like, oh, great. Okay, very cool. And then I had a few talks with the manager. And um, the, well, and then the manager said, okay, you're going to get your chance. And the funny thing is, the first game of this ice hockey team that I ever saw live, I was announcing and doing the music. Oh, jeez. It was, it was like a total Hail Mary. <laughs> Boy, is that when you got to do everything at once. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that end, you have never been to any of their games. Yeah, oh, exactly. You know, like, I mean, I, I've been to three ice hockey games live before in my life. Like, I was once in the NHL and twice at the World Cup, at the World Championship. But that was it. And, I, of oh course, gosh. I've seen several ice hockey games, but mostly NHL uh, on TV. The Austrian League, I never followed before that. And, like, seriously, I, I had to learn what teams are playing in the league. Sure. And of course, I had to learn uh, who the players in the team, uh, like in the team are and so on. And since the season before was already over, I had no opportunity to go there and to look how they were doing it or, or what they were doing. Right. I had no idea. But anyway, I mean, I was willing to learn and I was willing to learn fast. I was going to say, you probably had to learn that one real quick. <laughs> oh, yes. And, and I was sitting down with, with, with the fan clubs and, and like, hey, and, and tell me about it and, and like, presenting some concepts but also listening to them and listening to them what is important for them what do they want what are their needs and and basically that's how it all started and that was back in 2009 and now we are in two th at the end of 2021 and um five million people that i've entertained live later on five continents so it's it's been a while and it's I, been I, a beautiful ride it's been it's been a minute for sure to, to <laughs> that that whole experience when and this is for anybody um entrepreneurs when they finally find that place in that zone and they can figure you had the what and then all of a sudden you figured the where and then the why was already there the why was already there you you knew this is just you just wanted to do this period how did that feel as you were meeting with the fan clubs and, and obviously you got to meet the players as well, but how did that feel as you were going through this progress of learning? I mean, there's, there had to be some times where it's like, oh, this is overwhelming. And sometimes that's good and sometimes it's not, but how, how did that, how did you get through all of that? What was beautiful about it is that, that I loved the process. I loved learning. I loved growing. I loved going through it. And I, I like immediately when I, when I had this opportunity, I treated it like an opportunity. I really went all in. I was like, okay, I'm going to do everything I can to make something out of that. For example, when I got the notice that I was going to be the stadium host, I immediately uh, booked a speaker's education. 
like Thank where you. you got your voice training, where you got like um, mm. also how to pronounce things, how, where do you set breaks? It's like for 14 months, I was every week on one-on-one -on -one classes. I was practicing every day to develop my voice, to develop also how to talk, how to articulate several things, how to actually adjust the melody and the tone of your voice. Yep. All those kind of things. <clears throat> I was, uh, and of course, when it comes to, to music, for example, not just the fan clubs, I was going out to all different kinds of sports events and not just sports events, but all kinds of events. And, you know, I went there not just not for the sports primarily. I went there to see what are those guys doing? How are they doing it? I was uh, also later on, I was um, shadowing guys in the NFL, in the NHL, in the NBA. Uh, I was, I went to the MLB. I went to all kinds of stadiums in the U.S. I went to uh, world championship heavyweight boxing fights to watch what they were doing. Like I saw, I met Michael Buffer live. Nice. Uh, and, and so like, uh, that was amazing. I was there at the rehearsal. I was there afterwards also. And, and it was really, really fantastic. I went to the the German Soccer Federation also to, to see what they are doing and so on. So I've done many, many of those things that were not paid at all, like that, but I was just so happy to be there and I would do it again anytime. So the motivation was there too. It's just the more, it's kind of, it sounds like the more you did, the more fire you got and the, the deeper you wanted to go diving in, which is, <clears throat> I think is really important for a lot of entrepreneurs to understand if you're gonna go after something, and you know you've got something good. Um, you got to go all in. You said that earlier. You have to go and all in. to dream big. And, and, and keep the dream huge. Yeah. Because uh, otherwise, yes. uh, otherwise it's not going to be challenging enough. And you're going to get bored. And boredom is the biggest killer of entrepreneurs. The moment they get bored, it's like, all right, what else? There are still so many things, so many dreams that I have in that environment. Like there are still so many <clears> things that I want to do. And so I'm like, I'm, I'm just getting started. And you're young. You're, I mean, well, compared to me, you're young. <laughs> yeah. So you got, so you have a plan. And, and even me, I'm not, I'm not old. Um, I've still got plenty of years left in me, but the, and I have my dreams too. The, this is one of them. And I get to sit and talk with cool people like yourself. You get to a point though, it, like there are challenges in the midst of all of this. And um, you know what? Let, let's save that for the next section. Um, we'll, 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 we're going to take a short 30 second break you guys when we come back there's this thing called resilience that um gets talked about a lot but i don't hear a lot of stories and I'm, i want to continue bringing more of those kinds of stories because even in the midst of all the flame fire and, and and motivation there are those days there are those times where you sit there and go fml i, I why am i doing this and i'm sure you've got a couple of those kinds of stories and these are things that can help explain to the listeners that you're not the only one there are others that have gone through it and still look here's ronnie labor so we'll take a quick 30 second break and we'll be right back and we're back here at java chat coffee with mike sitting here with ronnie labor talking about um we were just talking about his journey and how he got into um presenting live um public speaking which is uh, while it's a specialty in his world it's it's a need for leadership he said that in the beginning as well it's it's how well can you communicate? Um, and, and these are for some of my introverted friends because communication is sometimes hard um, for introverts. They, they, they don't always like to talk. I mean, it, it is what it is, but to be a, a good leader, you need to be able to communicate. So as you were going through this process, learning all of these things, what were some of the things that like were the walls that you might've run into as you were plowing through this process of learning? Well, to be honest, I mean, there were, there were many actually. And, and for example, with the ice hockey team, as I told you before, after the first season, they said, okay, we want to try somebody else. <laughs> and I was like, you know, okay. Um, but I didn't give up on my dream. And, you know, um, just uh, as a, as a um, spoiler alert, I eventually came back and I was nine seasons with the ice hockey team. So nice. So it, it's not about that. But, I mean, I had to step back into the second row. Like I did their farm team for some time or like for half a season. And, and I mean, there are often times when you want to do something, when, when you want to grow, when you 
especially in the beginning, like everything, I wanted to have it fast. Like I wanted it to move fast and it wasn't, nothing was moving fast enough. Yeah. And, and basically I was like, okay, I mean, how can we make this faster? And, and like, ah, oh. and you get a lot of rejection, like learning to deal of, of no or not, it's not going to be you or like you're, for example, um, the UEFA Champions League, and I'm sure you also are aware of that in the US. Uh, it's it's the biggest soccer yeah. competition on club level. Yeah. Um, at the mm. final in the Wembley Stadium in 2013, like two weeks before the Wembley, uh, before the, the Champions League final, I got the notice from the UEFA, like, hey, uh, right now, I would say you're in pole position to host it. Nice. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. Very cool. And of course, I got excited. Yeah. You know what happened? <laughs> Nothing. Like, <laughs> I didn't do it, so somebody else did it. And um, I mean, that happens all the time. That, for example, if you're going for something and, and you want to do something, like you really want to do it bad, and then it's not, it's not happening. You know, you know what kicks me is that the, the, when, the moment you said that the team wanted to try somebody else, the first thing that hit my head was Bon Jovi's, shut through the heart. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that had to hurt. And then you're telling me this, and it's like, nothing happens. I don't know which is worse. Not knowing or knowing, <laughs> not being able to do a damn thing about it. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I mean, several things also are like to be in the last two of, of hosting um, the Austria house at the Olympic Games. Uh -huh. and, and then, but being the other one, not the one who's hosting it. Yeah. Oh. So um, it's fantastic, but, but still. <laughs> like it's, and see that, and that attitude right there, this is another thing. A lot of, I've, and I've heard this and I've seen this and then there, I have friends that are just like that too. When something doesn't happen or something, you know, you don't get either, you don't get it or you don't get what you thought you were going to get. And they still say that. That's fantastic. That's amazing. That's awesome. And I look at them, I'm like, you can't tell me you're not hurting. They're like, oh yeah, it hurts like a bitch. But you know what? It's still awesome because next time it's going to be me. Absolutely. And you know what? I, I'm sure I've been on the other side as well. Like where somebody else was like, damn, I didn't get it. But that Ronnie guy. And <laughs> that, that Ronnie guy got it this time. Damn it. <laughs> no, to be honest, I, I, I'm, I'm really, I'm not complaining. And, and I do not want to complain. No, no, no. It's, it wasn't taken as that. It's just, it's no, just no. interesting to see the whole, the whole, the mentality mindset of the world versus yourself and certain other people that I know. Um, it, it's, it's as if, well, this particular podcast is like a plea to all of those people going, please don't, don't neg yourself out. Look at what Ronnie got through. Look at what some of the other guests have gotten through. They didn't neg out on what happened. They just kept going. You know, you got to appreciate, you got to appreciate what you've achieve what you're doing and also appreciate the process yeah and even at times the process is not always a straight shot to the moon mm -hmm. like you're gonna go up and down the mountain not yep. just up yep. and that's totally fine and even though in that moment you're like man yeah exactly <laughs> but ex but and it, it, it's crap and it sucks and at the same time you're like hey um, i'm gonna grow because of that and you get the life that you are in, it's not just happening to you. Mm -hmm. The life that you're living, it's happening for you. Yep. Like you need to remember that. You need to remember mm -hmm. to appreciate the things that you have around you. And the moment that you actually exchange all of your expectations for appreciation, everything will change. You, you follow the same thread that a good a good few very well-known um, figures here in the U.S. follow, which is gratitude is everything. Absolutely. It yeah. is. And also, you know, I mean, to be honest, wouldn't you rather want to work with somebody who is joyful, grateful, and just um, fun to be around than somebody who's always bitching and like, ah, <laughs> I, I didn't get it. It was their fault. It was not my fault. It was because of them. But you know what? Now it's going to be different. <laughs> I, Who wants to work with somebody like that? I, I can tell you that there are situations in, in 
the world where you end up having to work with those people every once in a while. And you just look at them and go, and your life must suck. <laughs> just remind me not to come over to your house. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like it's really, I mean, in order to get, you will move through life a lot easier and a lot more flowing and effort, effortless yeah. if you are a blessing to be around. Sure. And I'm not talking about doing favors for everybody and just giving yourself up. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about knowing who you are and appreciating the process and the walk of life. That's a huge, that's a huge nugget right there. And, and again, it follows, a, it follows a, a thread that many are finally starting to really harp on. Um, being a blessing doesn't necessarily mean giving everything that you have to somebody else. Um, sometimes being a blessing is just being present, you know, just being aware of what's going on, which you've probably even experienced on stage, just being present for somebody. Like if you're in a presentation and you, you might ask the audience a question and somebody starts talking, um, and just being there for them. I've seen it happen even with, even with comedians, I've seen that happen where a comedian was just present and somebody just got weirdly inspired. I mean, it's, it's, it's odd, but it does, it's real. And Mike, when you're saying that and being on stage actually starts with being present with the audience, because that I would say that's one of the biggest mistakes that I see with um, people on stage. And it definitely has happened to me as well in the past. <clears throat> and when you're up there, it's all about who it's about yeah. you or your audience should be your audience. Absolutely. And the question is, where is your focus? Is your focus internal within you or is it outside? Is it external with your audience? And basically oftentimes what happens and not, not just out of like, Oh, I'm, I'm egoistic or whatever kind of things It's oftentimes, Oh, what am I going to talk about? Or like, uh, that you're, that somebody maybe who is in, inexperienced or like saying all those kind of things in their head, Oh, am I good enough? Or like, or maybe having some doubts or what I'm going to talk about, do I know the topic good enough and so on. And there's a whole dialogue going on in, in the head. And that moment when there's a dialogue going on, going on in your head, Where's your focus? It's not outside. It's in your own head. Yeah, it's on you. It's absolutely. It's in your head. And basically the thing is, the moment that you're in a conversation with somebody and being on stage is nothing else than being in a conversation with somebody. In order to serve them the best, the only way to serve them is to have a focus with them, to see and feel where are they and to take them from place A to place B, to take them on a ride, to take them on a journey. And really to, to know where they're coming from and then also taking them to where you want to, to take or to where you want to take them. And this is a huge thing because you can only do that when you're with them, when your focus is with them, not when you're concerned about, oh, um, how do I look or is my cell phone turned off or oh, what's coming next or what's the next slide? That's not it. That's it's gotta be like, who are they? What are their concerns? Why are they here? What is their emotional involvement with this topic that I'm having? You said, you said cell phone. I almost looked at my cell phone. I said, Nope, I turned it off. I know better. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> I've done some presenting in the past. Uh, and, and everything that you're saying is exactly what I was taught to do when you're on the stage. Um, I, I would literally get into conversations with people. It'd be like, I'm here to talk about whatever that subject is. Um, but I want to know what you guys want to hear about. Because obviously you're, you're here for that subject too. Okay, cool. Anybody got any questions on the subject? And if no one talks, okay, all right, I'm going to go. If I go with this, this is what you're going to hear. And then I start going. And if somebody decides that they have a question afterwards, then we do the Q&A after. But I always open the floor first because somebody might have something that be slightly askew and either I can answer that there or I can say you know what talk to me afterwards I'll, I'll I'll help you up then you already locked one person down by doing that you've got their attention wholeheartedly because you just took a moment to acknowledge that they exist you're up on a stage they're down in a chair with 
how many ever 50, 100,000 people, and you took a second to go, I'll talk with you. So connecting and being with them is absolutely paramount. I, I learned that too when, when I was being taught how to speak. Um, I, want, I want to actually take one more, or put one more thing into that. Do it. Uh, that is actually when you are on a stage and oftentimes I get heard like, uh, or I hear from people, uh, you know, I mean, I can talk with five people, but when it's more than 10 or 50 or something, uh, that's not for me or whatever, or there is yeah, a certain yeah, yeah. number. They limit there them. is a certain yeah. number in, in, yeah. in some people's heads yeah. where they're like, oh, okay, up until this point, it's cool. But <laughs> when the number is, is higher, nah, it doesn't work. And sometimes the number is two. Yeah. Yeah. So it's yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. But anyway, I hope it's not one for your sake. But, anyway. <laughs> but I'm kidding. But the point is, whatever the number is, and whatever the number in your audience, the number of people in your audience is, remember, you will, you're not talking one to 50, one to 100, one to 1,000, one to 50,000, one to 100,000. You're not talking like that. You're always talking. You're always having a one-on-one -on -one conversation just multiplied yep. by 50, by 100, by 1,000, by 50,000. A hundred thousand. Mm -hmm. It's just a one-on-one -on -one conversation that you have several times, and that's the secret. That's the key to remember. That's <clears throat> that is probably. I, I haven't heard anybody say it that well. No, actually, I, I have heard that, but it was a long time ago, um, and he's not around anymore. But it is a conversation. You're not. You're not supposed to talk at your audience. You're supposed to talk with them, even even though you're presenting whatever whatever you're presenting on it doesn't matter. You're still talking with them because they have to have some kind of connection to the subject. And if you're not causing that connection, I'm, and I'm I'm sure you can go deep on this too. If you're not causing a connection between their emotions and the subject matter at hand, they're going to leave empty. Mike, think about it. I mean, just having a one-on-one -on -one conversation with someone, and I'm sure all of us have been there. All of us have been on, on either side of that conversation, I'm telling you. When you are talking with somebody or somebody's talking with you, and basically you can feel that this is not a conversation with each other. Mm. It's just somebody mm. dropping their, what's in their head, whatever it is, dropping yeah. it to somebody else. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, take it or leave it. Yeah, exactly. And, and you're like... Well, okay, thank you. Uh, all right, bye. That was awkward. <laughs> you don't want to be that person when you're, like, when you're standing in front of group. It's uh, in front of a group. You don't want to be that person in a one-on-one -on -one conversation, but especially not when you're talking to a group. Fans networking. <laughs> That's which is one of the which is well, and I don't know how it is around the rest of the world, but. I've been to a lot of networking groups where um, people need to understand networking is just like speaking. You are still having a one-on-one -on -one conversation. You're not there to sell and dump on people. You're there to communicate with them and start a relationship. Even though there may be 50 or 100 people in the room, you're going to have good conversations with some and you're going to have mm, okay conversations with others. And you're going to have some conversations that are going to be awkward. It is what it is. But if you're still thinking that you're there to hand out a business card, throw your pitch in 30 seconds and then walk, you've completely missed the opportunity to make that connection as a speaker because you're, you're still the speaker. They're the speaker for a second. You're the speaker for a second. The question is, are you talking with or at? And as I think as- Do you know? Yeah. One more thing. When you're having a conversation with a group of people, Hmm. even though if you're the only one talking you need to give them time to respond what i mean by that you need to give them time to respond in their minds mm -hmm. like you need to guide them you need to give them space to think not just it's not about drinking out of a water hose <laughs> it's really no, that's about a class that's that's a seminar that's not a that's not a presentation <laughs> yeah it is about really giving them zip by zip yeah. A glass of water at a time. 
and then like, okay, here it is, easy digestible. And I'm gonna take you by my hand. That's a, that's a huge thing too, because if you, if, and I've seen speakers do that, they get on stage, they do the presentation, they dump. And I look at them and I go, I don't even remember what they were up there for. And then there've been, there've been, you know, it was a real good presenter um, as of late. And I've, I've actually been watching some of, um, some other speaking coaches that analyzed him um, as a, as a lecturer is Jordan Peterson and how he presents on stage and the, the mannerisms that he has, what he does when he says certain things and he pauses, he pauses in between so that he can, he can actually give time. Like you said, that guy, right? That guy, that guy. I don't know. Are we on video as well or? Yeah, we are. We're on video. It's, it's cool. Um, yeah. Yes, that guy. His mannerisms engage so well. And like you said, he gives people time to catch up with what he's talking about. Um, and of course, you're going to have your dissenters and your and your agreeables. Um, but it's it's hard to refute what he talks about because he gets you. He He's literally a philosopher, in my opinion, because his talks are on leading you to a truth and the truths are clinically based, which is pretty phenomenal. But that's, again, as you're talking on stage, well, well, let me back up a second. You actually, you're not only a performer, but you actually teach this as well. You're, you're, you teach and coach this, correct? Yes. What was the transition in knowing that other people really needed that? Well, I mean, who doesn't need that? Like, True. who doesn't need to get better at communication? True. Okay. So, where did you start noticing the trend of bad communication was going on? How did that become the, okay, I can do this because it's needed, that moment? Well, to be honest, I mean, you don't need to look very far to see bad communication. <laughs> okay. Fair. <laughs> Seriously. Yep. Like, uh, it's, it's actually, you need to look further to find good communication. True. Agreed. And so it's really about delivering value. And, and, you know, I mean, what I'm doing is I'm helping people who want to be a host, a presenter, a, a keynote speaker, mm -hmm. or for example, entrepreneurs that need to that have a community that need to communicate better, or maybe, um, professional athletes or, social media influencers, for example, mm -hmm. like people that already have a community mm -hmm. and that have somebody to talk to and they want to be more precise with the message. They want to be more effective and more efficient in how, in the way that they communicate. And that's where I start. And that's where I actually help them with. Considering how, how short a time the intention span is now, um, we thought I'm a Gen Xer when the millennials came out, time shortened already on attention span. Now there's Gen Z's like my son and they're even shorter and they filter faster. And, and now it's even generation alpha. Uh, yeah, that's the next one. And, and they're, they're just as, they're just as what's the word intelligent and astute on, on a lot of stuff as they're growing up They're It's interesting how humankind just evolves. You know, it, it, it sees when things are right and things are wrong and they inherently as youth, they can kind of look at that and go, no, that's not right. Or that's cool. That could work provided they have everything. Like with my son, um, if I say something, um, that is a subject of interest, whether that, you know, whatever that may be, uh, logistics, career, politics, whatever in about a minute and a half, he will have research on it on his phone, already reading about it. And he will either agree with me, or he will say, I just found something on this and this is what it says. And, and literally we've had, we've had all out debates over certain things, but it's like, the worst thing is I'm driving. So I can't go find my research and he's got his phone. In his <laughs> but he's, and you okay. cannot even verify if it's, <laughs> if it's correct research. Well, yeah. Cause I, I, I immediately ask what source, where'd you find it? Okay. And, and in some cases it's, it's confirmation bias. In some cases it's like, I've never heard of that one before. Cool. I'll have to go look that up myself. Um, and, and he's right. A lot of times he's right, which I'm very thankful for. How old for. is he? He's 20. Wow. 
Yeah, and and he actually um, he's a, an air show announcer for virtual air shows online. So I might have to connect him with you after this. <laughs> um, sure. But that's I think I think that's that that speaks a lot to how do I say this? It speaks a lot to people need to improve period on their communication um all of us yeah all of, always i other otherwise we're gonna we're not only gonna miss the boat so is everybody else that should probably hear it too um yelling at yelling the message from the top of the hillsides worked in the feudal days when there was a when there was a herald um you can't do that anymore yelling, screaming, shouting. But even back then, you needed to actually, in order to be a herald, you needed to, to have some, like, you needed to learn that. It's not like, this is not like, oh, now you're a herald. <laughs> Here, take this piece of paper. Go, go, go say it out on the corner. Huh? <laughs> and, you, and, you, and then you give it to the, to the guy that, you know, keeps the stalls. That's about the best way I can say it without getting vulgar. Because <laughs> shoveling shit can, you know... It, Hey, isn't that the guy that, why is he reading that? Anyway, um, so you've, you've evolved from being a presenter to teaching, speaking to now you're, you're still doing both or what is it that you're doing at this point? Uh, you know, I'm actually, I'm, I'm still a presenter. I'm still, actually, I start just started this year on TV. Um, COVID happened. Right. And so I thought, Hey, um, I need to like events are not so big right now. <laughs> and then I thought, Hey, I got to do something else. And I always, or not always, but the last years I was kind of fascinated. Let's see how this, how TV actually works as a medium. And so I became a presenter on TV. And so far I just had my 1000th hour. Nice. Being on air on television. Congratulations. A lot of hours. That's, that's huge. It's, it's a lot of learning. It's a lot, of, you know, I, I always call it my boot camp. Nice. Because I mean, in terms of talking about being a better communicator. And I've been to the TV studio today for eight hours. I just came home actually. And, <laughs> and, um, but you learn a lot. You learn a lot on how to communicate something or how to talk and how to say something, how to say something. And I mean, really, there are so little slight differences and how mm. you can frame something. Mm -hmm. But everything that you say has the ability to create something at your listener to mm -hmm. create emotions to create a picture <clears throat> in their minds it has the opportunity and the ability to take them on a journey but of course it can also go nowhere yeah it can also be at a dead end mm -hmm. but the more that you know what you're doing the more that you know how to communicate how to say something mm -hmm. how to trigger emotions the better you will become as a communicator I got to commend you because um, I know this is not your native English is not your native language. It's, it's German or yeah. Austrian, excuse me. Um, no, German. It's true. It is, okay. It's German. Sometimes I run into Austrians. It's like, no, it's Austrian. Okay. fine. <laughs> and even in Germany, I mean, we have the Austrian German, but I mean, uh, okay. You're, you're from Vegas. You're not from California, but you, we even have had a governator there from Austria. Yeah. 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 I and mean, I've, I've been trying not to say anything about that, but I guarantee I'm going to get a couple comments about it in your accent because I can hear him in you. And it's kind of like, oh, I, mean, I know somebody's going to come up with that one. It's, it's going to be cheesy too when they do it. Um, you cannot imagine. I was in high school in the US and you cannot imagine how often I had to do some Arnold impersonation. <laughs> oh, that's got to be. Uh, if you ever come to the States, I guarantee you they're going to ask you to do it too. Um, <laughs> but Again, um, I, like I wanted to say that I, I commend you because your enunciation in English is very, very well, um, very well performed. It's very, it's very clear. Uh, your timing is good. Your, your pauses are, are on point. Um, I'm no expert, but I'm catching everything that you're saying. And it's, and it, to me, that's just, that's huge. Um, my listeners will catch it too, obviously. Uh, I have a few people that are, are in the speaking industry. They're going to I hear. want to tell you something about that. Yeah, please. And then thank you, first of all. Thank you for, for actually for saying that. And, and, you know, every language has its different 
um, pointations, it's different um, melody, mm-hmm. it's different rhythm. Mm-hmm. Also, it's different way of articulating something or also when you take a break. Mm-hmm. And first, when I did my speaker's education, my voice training and so on, I did it all in German. Yeah. And I remember like after months of doing this, like it was already about six, seven months. And I thought, I, and I was always recording myself, listening to myself. And I thought, man, this is never going to get anywhere. This is horrible. <laughs> I was really, I was like, what am I doing here? Like how, I, I don't get it. Yeah. Something's working. But then somehow it clicked and, and it, I progressed and it, it got better and better and better. And I was like, okay, fascinating. Now it's working. But after all that work that I put into German, then I started, I remember, um, I remember that I started with reading texts in English, like reading it out loud mm-hmm. and also to kind of to transfer everything into the English version. And it was horrible again in the beginning <laughs> because it was a different, it was a totally different rhythm. Yeah. It's a different language. It's, it's a different way of using your mouth. And I had to learn that anew. And so it's really about like, you need to also adjust to your language. Mm-hmm. And, and it's a lot about also to listening, listening. Like you also need to train your ear. Mm-hmm. You need to train your ear and your mouth. Yep. Because you need to train yourself in order to listen, in order to hear mm-hmm. what somebody else is saying and how somebody else is actually pronouncing something. Absolutely. And then you need to train yourself that you can do the same. Mm-hmm. And, and obviously at the end to develop your own style because that's what it's all about. Yep. People get familiar with who you are as who you are. Your style of speaking, your style of presenting. Yeah. Yeah. First, know the rules, master the rules, and then break the rules. I like that. Well, bend them a little. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, bend them like that you're... We, we, I'm, I'm coming back to Michael Buffer again. Sure. And, and those of you who are listening who are not familiar with Michael Buffer, he's the guy, he's the, oh, let's get ready to... I'm Rather not going to say it. I mean, yep. otherwise, I maybe maybe have a, an invoice from his <laughs> lawyer or something. Um, but anyway, but he's the boxing announcer. Yeah. And the way that he's announcing somebody, he develops his own style. And I for sure have taken on some of that when I'm announcing boxing because I do that. At the same time, you cannot just be a copy of somebody. Yeah. You need to develop your own style. Mm-hmm. That's Michael will always forever be remembered as the boxing announcer, even with the guys that are now announcing. And and there's some good ones. Don't get me wrong. No one was ever able to create what he did with that one line. I mean, everybody knew what time it was when he started saying that kind of stuff. When when you have that kind of a presence, whether that's a line or a, a statement or just you pop in a, and you have that kind of a presence that you speak, people know what time it is, that's when you know you've got it. That's when you know you have your style. And then from there, you lock it in and you hold on to it for dear life because that's going to that's gonna get you what you're looking for. And this goes, guys, this goes for, it's not just speaking. This goes for whatever you're doing as a business too. You get known for what you do well. And if you really make it yours, as, as Ronnie just said, your style in that business, and you lock it down. People will know what time it is when you show up. You'll be known as the so-and-so person, whatever that may be. This is the guy. This is the marketing guy. This is the this is the SEO guy. This is the speaker guy. This is the this is the boxing guy. This is the soccer guy. Doesn't matter. You show up in the room, and you, your communication has already begun because people know. It takes time to get there, but Michael nailed it um, definitely. Uh, in, in his field, he will always be remembered as that. Guys, we're going to take one more 30-second break. And when we come back, I want to talk about more of what Ronnie does, um, and where he's at, how you can get a told, uh, all that stuff. You, you guys know how this works. So we'll be back in 30 seconds. And we're back. Last section here in Java Chat, sitting down with Ronnie Labor. Um, <clears throat> you guys already heard what he does. I want him to go digging a little deeper into what that means. So um, 
professionally, he is a speaker. He presents. So if, if there's a company that's hearing this and is looking for another excellent speaker, he has a website that's down below. Um, what are you currently working on like right now? What do you, what's, what's your focus? Right now, um, first of all, I mean, I'm still working on, on TV, like uh, several days a month or between 10 and 15 days. At the same time, what I'm doing is I'm, um, I'm working with people who want to, for example, um, create their own keynote or who want to work on their keynote or presentation or who want to communicate better, who want to be a presenter, like those kind of things. Or as I said before, who are, um, for example, top athletes, entrepreneurs, um, CEOs, or uh, who are uh, influencers, top-level influencers who want to get better in communicating, then I'm helping you if this is you. And at the same time, what I'm also doing is I'm, I'm a keynote speaker and a presenter. So that's basically it. Cool. Um, in your process to help people become speakers, what are some of the things that you work on with them? Uh, besides the messaging, we, we know that's a part of it. <clears throat> well, I'm... Uh, I actually take a step back. I first start on what is your outcome? Like what is your outcome is number one. And number two is who is your audience? Right. Yeah, like this is like, those are the, the, the first things that you need to get clarity about. What is your outcome? What's the goal? And then it, who is your audience? And of course, like, why are you doing it? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and then we can talk about, okay, um, like what is the occasion and so on and how, like, really to break it down and, and then to see, for example, if you're working on, if you're working on a talk, then it's not immediately like, oh, here's the structure and, and ABC. No, it's then like, okay, if you are supposed to, to talk or to give a talk at some event, what is this event? Are you the main act or are you just uh, one like a side gig? Are the people there for you or because of you or, or like, are right. they there voluntarily? Right. Do they need to be there? Are you their boss or are they, are you just like somebody who is a speaker? Do they know you? Do they not know you? Mm. How is their emotional involvement with you? Like, are they pro what you're saying or are they contra? Like, are they against it? And so all of those kind of things we need to know first. Yeah. And then in order to also, what is the time frame? Like, uh, how much time do you have? And obviously then we need to see, okay. What is your outcome? We know that. That means what do you want your audience to do at the end when, when you're done? Yeah. Like what is it, what they should do, what they should feel with, what feeling do you want to leave them with? Because as we know, it's not about your words. It's about how you make them feel. Mm -hmm. It's about what feeling you <clears throat> leave behind. And so then I actually start developing that speech together with the person, but backwards. That means, okay, what is going to be the end? What is going to be like the, how are you going to deliver it? What's the punchline basically? Like in yeah. a joke, what's <clears throat> like the end that's going to move them? Then, okay, where are we starting out from? Like ties back to who is it that is in there? Mm -hmm. The more you know about them and you really need to know who is your audience. The more you know about them, the better you can actually address it and, and take them on a journey with you. Mm -hmm. Because you just pick them up where they are at. And then you have point A, that's the starting point. There you are. You know point B, that's where you want to go with them. Mm -hmm. So now it's just about filling the gap. It's about creating a structure that is in there. Like creating points with stories, with examples, with metaphors, with data, and so on. And really to take them A, B, C, D, and so on. Like really put one thing after the other. To make it logical. Oh, yeah. Ah, okay. To move them in a journey one step at a time. That's awesome. That's literally one of my mentors told me that's what philosophy is, is leading a person to a, to a truth, whatever that truth needs to be. Um, and I mean, uh, seriously, when we're talking about, for example, we have in Austria right now, a very, very big topic about vaccination. Of course. That's in every nation right now. <laughs> Exactly. And this is a topic that is dividing oh, yeah. Very. families, oh, friends, yeah. people. Yep. And it all ties back to communication. Yeah. And I mean, let's look back at what all of us want. 
all of us want to have again an opportunity to live our lives like it was before the pandemic. Mm -hmm. Like I think we can all agree on that. Yeah. <clears throat> that we all want to have some normality again. You don't need to worry about, oh, do we need a mask? Do we not need a mask? And so on. Like we, all of us can agree to that. And then it's about how can we build bridges here? How can we create something and not like divide and, and create canyons, mm -hmm. but build bridges in getting people together and moving them all together. It's not about like, oh no, you, you're the bad guys because you're not getting vaccinated. You're the bad guys because you are forcing somebody else and it's my freedom to do what I want, want with my body and so on. It's not about blaming. It's about creating togetherness mm -hmm. and then finding a solution that works for everybody. And that goes for any subject. That's a, that's a very good one to use at this point because it is so prevalent around the world. But that goes for any subject, you guys. I mean, it doesn't matter what you're talking about. If, especially if there's division and, and serious opposition on the subject, you got to find a way to bridge it because the only way you get to a solution is when everyone works together. If they're, if they're separated, that's not a solution and nobody's looking for a solution, really. If you think about it, because what one side says is right and the other one says is wrong and vice versa, there's nothing there. Everybody who is in a relationship knows that and has ah. been there. Like, I mean, uh, whether it's an intimate relationship with your spouse or with, the, with, uh, or with your kids or with your, when it was with your parents or whatever, like, you know, exactly like, okay, if, if you would have addressed it this way, all right, it would have been okay, but no, you say, <laughs> no, for sure not. I'm not, I'm not, on board with that. whatever you say from now on, I'm out I'm against it. Yep. I'm out. You, you, yeah. you already ruined it. Exactly. That's cool. So you, you literally help people figure out how to build bridges. And honestly, that's what a speaker's job is, is to build a bridge between the unknown and the known, um, the pros and the cons, no matter how you look at it. It's the, it's taking the opposites and bringing them to a common road. I like that. That's really cool. Um, where, where can people find you? RonnieLieber.com, R-O-N-N-Y-L-E-B-E-R.com. You can find me there. There's also a blog there. Cool. Where you can read about public speaking and, and it's in German and in English, obviously. And I mean, I've been there. You, all you got to do is check, check the English one. It, it, it comes out perfect. It, uh, it's, it, it, I enjoyed reading it. Let's put it that way. It was really, yeah, there, there, are, there are blog posts and all kinds of topics on how to get a better communicator, mm -hmm. how to increase your stage presence, how to um, train your voice, all those kind of things. And, um, or how to become a motivational speaker, for example, like you can find blog posts and all those kind of topics. And if you want to dive deeper, or if you want to have, uh, me working with you one-on-one, -on -one, then just hit the contact button and write me a message. Or also if you need somebody, uh, if you need a speaker, or if you need me as a host, just uh, write me up and let's see what we can do. Yeah. It's all good. Um, and are you of course, on social media as well? Yeah. I was going to say you're on YouTube. Um, yes, although I want to expand my YouTube presence. Okay. Uh, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, always slash Ronnie Lever, and that's where you can find me. Perfect. Now, of course, everybody, the, the links will be down below, as they always are. Um, this has been cool, man. I really appreciate you stopping in and, and hanging out for a cup. I mean, we hit it just right because I'm. this is the last drop. I still got something here. Yeah, there you go. Well, that's water. You should still have some. <laughs> Um, thank you very much for, for coming and sharing your, your wisdom and knowledge and, and your story. Um, I always enjoy hearing how people got to where they're at and how they did it. And those, those, um, those matter in, in many more ways than even the person who's speaking thinks, um, we always think it's a cool thing to share my story and maybe it'll help somebody. We don't always get to see it. But I can, I can probably 99.99% say it's going to affect someone. Um, that could be you guys that are listening. That could be a friend that you end up sending this to, which, by the way, uh, if you're watching on YouTube, don't forget to subscribe. Hit the, the bell next to that subscribe button so you can see when the next uh, premiere comes up for our, our, our next guest. Uh, if you're listening on Anchor, Make sure you download or subscribe or, or whatever platform you happen to be listening. We're on Spotify, uh, iTunes, et cetera. 
um, leave us a review, you know, good or bad. Listen, my thing with Java Chat is to bring you guys the best value that I can possibly find in the guests that I'm with. And sometimes I, I, people are like, why don't you just shut up and let the person talk? Okay, I try to do that more. Uh, sometimes they're just like, hey, stay on point. Okay, cool, I'll do better to focus. This is for you guys. This is for you to be able to learn from these people who have been there, done that, bought the t-shirt and went for the, the second vacation and they're still rolling. So you get to learn from them. Uh, leave a comment, you know, leave a review. We'd appreciate it. Um, you got a question for Ronnie, either hit him up on his blog, drop a, a comment down below on the YouTube channel, go subscribe to his YouTube channel. I'm sure there's gonna be some cool stuff over there too. And, and follow him, you know, connect with the man. He's, he's, he's there as a resource. He just offered himself up as such. So make sure you connect with him. Um, I'll say it in village, feeling dunk. You're welcome. <laughs> um, we always thank everybody that listens. You make the time, you take the time. And these aren't short. You know, this is this is about a what, what I would call medium medium form, not long form like Joe Rogan. I don't know if I could go that long, um, and I and I, I love him for it. Trust me, it's just I don't know if I can go that long. Um, you mean a lot to us, every one of you. It's not something where I take for granted. I, I don't care if this just hits one person. If it helps that one person, I've I've already succeeded, and that makes me happy. So stay up. Stay safe, stay healthy, and live for myself, coffee with Mike, for any labor. Ciao for now. Perfect, my friend. Um, as we get, hang on one second. For more information on Java Chat, visit www.javachatpodcast.com. You've been listening to Coffee with Mike on Java Chat. Tune in weekly to this podcast for the next episode. You can also download or subscribe today on your favorite podcast platform. A production of Oasis Media Group, LLC. Located in Las Vegas, Nevada. Copyright 2019. All rights reserved.